show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. You are your greatest asset. It's time you started investing in that. Visit betterhelp.com super and take care of you. Hey, brother. Okay, guys, let's talk about Dumbledore because there is absolutely no doubt that Albus and the Dumbledore family at large is starting to become a huge portion of the Fantastic Beast series as it pans out. I mean, the next movie is literally called The Secrets of Dumbledore. And with the first trailer coming out this week, it has caused us to put some serious examination over the character of Dumbledore. Specifically, what we want to try and approach is understanding what Dumbledore actually knows and just how much of the situation he's actually in control of. This entire idea actually hails back to an entire series that we have about the relationship between Dumbledore and Harry during his time at Hogwarts where we see Dumbledore withhold an enormous amount of information from Harry and consistently test him throughout the series. The really good 30-ish second version of this is the tasks at the end of Philosopher's Stone, where Harry himself even believes that Dumbledore thought he deserved a shot at it if he wanted to. The idea here is that Dumbledore knows Voldemort is eventually going to come back. And we even learned later in Deathly Hallows through Snape's memories that Dumbledore specifically gives Snape the assignment of keeping an eye on Quirrell for him. And to me, this makes it pretty clear that he knows exactly what's going on inside of the castle. And there are just loads of examples throughout the first book where we can just literally see Dumbledore like giving tiny hints and nudges to Harry. Anything from the delivery of the invisibility cloak, the explanation of the mirror of Erised, or actually just allowing Harry's broom to be visibly tampered with in front of the entire school. And in the end of the Harry Potter books, the huge giveaway that Dumbledore uniquely knew what was happening is we ultimately learned that he was the only person to ever hear the prophecy about Harry and Voldemort. Honestly, it's one of my favorite video series that we have ever made. And if you haven't checked it out yet, I highly recommend you do so. It's just a very unique way of looking at all of the Harry Potter books. And we have a video for each book in the series. But I bring all of that up because as we get into the Fantastic Beast series, it is becoming very, very clear that once again, Dumbledore is pulling all sorts of strings. Once again, we have a situation where Dumbledore knows more information than he's ultimately letting on. There is another prophecy involved. There is a big bad. And you have a guy who is the boots on the ground who is unknowingly enacting Dumbledore's plan. So we must ask ourselves once again, what is Dumbledore's big plan? Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Stamps.com. Well, it's the holiday season, you guys, which means it's time for friends, family, traditions, gift giving. And of course, then the other end of those things, which is, you know, traffic and shopping and constant trips back and forth to the post office. So if you're looking for a way to save time, money, and stress, head on over to stamps.com. Whether you're selling products online or just sending out cards to distant relatives, stamps.com has you covered with any of your shipping needs. You can compare rates, print labels, and get discounts you can't find anywhere else, up to 40% off of USPS and 76% off of UPS. And guys, I have to tell you here at SCB, we ship out a ton of stuff, especially around the holidays. So the process of driving to the post office, inevitably sitting in traffic and waiting 
in lines, it adds up. It takes a ton of time, which is time we don't have to spend dissecting really complicated and hard to understand movies. So I can honestly tell you that if you just spend even a few minutes each week shipping anything, that stamps.com can be a total game changer. And as a special offer for our viewers, you can get a four week trial, free postage, and a digital scale with no long-term commitments or contracts. All you have to do is go to stamps.com, click the microphone on the top corner of the page and enter code SUPERCARLIN. That is a four week trial, free postage, and digital scale when you go to stamps.com and use code SUPERCARLIN. Do not let shipping stress you out this holiday season. One last time, stamps.com, promo code SUPERCARLIN. Link is in the description down below. Okay, so right out of the gate, when it comes to Fantastic Beasts and Dumbledore's big plan, the reason it's kind of hard to spot is because the story is being delivered to us sort of all over the place. Unlike in the Harry Potter books, it's not all from Harry's perspective. We're learning a lot about the different characters and information that they know that the rest of the characters don't know. That specific sentiment will be very important later. So the challenge is we don't actually know the end of the story. So it's kind of hard to know the full scope of the plan. But so if Newt is the Harry in this situation, then what we're trying to figure out is what kind of strings is Dumbledore pulling when he sends Newt to New York City? And what is he actually trying to accomplish in doing so? Like. Is he looking for Credence? Does he know that Grindelwald is already there? Or does he just actually want Newt to return the Thunderbird to the wilds of Arizona? Spoilers, it's not that one. In order to get to the bottom of this though, we need to get some background information about what we already know about the situation at hand and what we know will happen before the start of the Fantastic Beasts series. What we do know is that Grindelwald is ultimately defeated in 1945 and that at the very least, the public believes that Dumbledore is the one who defeated him. How this duel actually plays out is in fact still a bit of a mystery and is just made even murkier by Rita Skeeter's The Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore. All I'll say is don't be so sure that there really was the spectacular duel of legend. After they've read my book, people may be forced to conclude that Grindelwald simply conjured a white handkerchief from the end of his wand and came quietly. And beyond that, let's build some easy framework because there are details that we absolutely do know about what happened thanks to the conversation between Albus and Harry in King's Cross. And that is that when Dumbledore graduated Hogwarts, he was really destined for greatness and he was about to go out and see the world. But that doesn't ultimately pan out because instead he has to come home and care for his younger sister, Ariana, after the supposed death of his mother, Kendra. During this brief spell in Godric's Hollow, he very quickly meets Bethilda Bagshot's nephew, Gellert Grindelwald. You know, this guy, sorry, that's confusing. This guy, no, wait, this guy, this guy. The dude keeps changing shapes. It's making me mads. Any hizzles, these two concoct a plan to try to take over power from the muggles under the mantra for the greater good, which I do suppose is worth mentioning is still the mantra that Grindelwald is using to this day. Their plan ultimately ceases to be though after an argument breaks out between Albus, his younger brother Aberforth and Grindelwald where they get into a pretty big duel with spells flying everywhere, one of which hits younger sister Ariana and kills her. None of the three boys actually know which spell actually hit her and all three of them pretty much just go their separate ways from here. The key details of this situation though, pretty heavily revolve around that younger sister, Ariana. Because Ariana has struggled with a magical affliction since she was a young girl after she was bullied by some muggle boys. It's never actually explicitly said that this is the case, but it is otherwise 
all but confirmed that she suppressed her magic so aggressively that she formed what's called an obscurus. The definition of which is the manifestation of the repressed energy of a young wizard or witch known as an obscurial. Described as a dark and parasitic force, an obscurus was created when the wizard child in question consciously attempted to repress their magical abilities or were forced to do so through physical or psychological abuse. This energy could manifest itself as a separate entity that could erupt in violent, destructive fury. And here's the description of what happened to Ariana. It destroyed her what they did. She was never right again. She wouldn't use magic, but she couldn't get rid of it. It turned inward and drove her mad. It exploded out of her when she couldn't control it. And at times she was strange and dangerous, but mostly she was sweet and scared and harmless. For the purposes of moving forward, I'm just going to assume that you do agree with me that this is what happened to Ariana because it does fit literally everything else that comes next. So timelines. Again, this is taking place in 1899. And after this duel, all three of them go their separate ways. The story will then pick up two years later in 1901 with the birth of two boys. Credence and Corvus Lestrange. And I'm going to warn you, things get wacky through the next bit, so hang on to your bitches. Corvus and Credence are two different babies that are traveling from Europe to America, but during their travels, the ship goes down and unfortunately only one of them makes it out alive. This bit of information is really important to the story because it just so happens to be the case that there is literally only one person alive during the present that knows one unique detail that happened before the ship went down. And that is the two boys were switched. And the one person who knows that is Lita Lestrange. Meaning the people who sent the boy Corvus Lestrange across the ocean believe that he made it across the ocean. Which means that everyone who knows the significance of Corvus Lestrange's heritage knows why he's so important. And people who I believe know this heritage include Albus Dumbledore and Gellert Grindelwald. And the reason why his heritage is so important is thanks to a bit of information that we learned from Grindelwald at the end of the movie. The name I now restore to you, Aurelius Dumbledore. This is very important for two very key reasons. One is that the only person who knew about the baby swap literally just died. And the other, and I do think this is so important to everything, is that Grindelwald thinks that he is right, which means that for some reason, he believes that Corvus Lestrange and Aurelius Dumbledore were in fact the same person, which means that somehow this one baby that Corvus Lestrange Sr. has actually has two identities and one of them is a Dumbledore, which pretty much has to mean that the mother of this child is none other than Kendra Dumbledore. And this is confusing, so let me attempt to clarify because there are two babies with a grand total of three different identities. There is Credence, the boy who is swapped in the shipwreck and survives. He's the character that we know and technically don't actually know who he is. And then there is this boy who drowns at sea who has two identities, Corvus Lestrange and Aurelius Dumbledore. To make things even more confusing, Everyone believes that the former is the latter. So here's the really big ask. How, how is this even possible? Because the entire reason that Dumbledore had to go back to Godric's Hollow is because Kendra died and therefore he had to take care of his younger sister, Ariana. If that's the case, then how can Kendra have a son two years later? Because I will be the first to admit that it's pretty difficult to have a child if you're not alive. But also this movie is called The Secrets of Dumbledore. How this will work out, 
I'm not entirely sure. It's possible they faked Kendra's death. She could have possibly been imperious and just taken away. Because in case you need a refresher, that is literally what happens to Yusuf Kama's mother. Either which way, if Ariana didn't actually kill Kendra, that sounds like a pretty big secret. So let me ask you this. Who benefits the most from Albus Dumbledore, this up and coming wizard of a generation, not going out and seeing the world, but coming back to Godric's Hollow? Answer, the extraordinarily dark wizard who just happened to be expelled from Durmstrang, Gellert Grindelwald. Which by the way, how do you even get expelled from Durmstrang? They're like pro dark arts. But seriously, Grindelwald benefits from this brief time together a lot. In this time, he forms a blood pact with who is regarded as the most powerful wizard of a generation. The one who has won every award, is in every publication. A blood pact that means that person can't attack you. That's a really, really good defense. And if all of this is actually right, and Kendra did survive this situation, then we've literally seen her on screen. It's this person right here. I genuinely believe that that is Kendra Dumbledore and mother to Albus's half-brother, Aurelius. And if this is the case, even the reason why they send Aurelius to America perfectly makes sense because that's where Kendra is from. Kendra had jet black hair pulled into a high bun. Her face had a carved quality about it. Harry thought of photos of Native Americans he'd seen as he studied her dark eyes, high cheekbones, and straight nose, formally composed above a high-necked silk gown. I know a high-necked silk gown is not exactly a physical characteristic of a person, but this person is literally wearing one. So, back to Newt and why he is sent to New York City, because if you recall, that's apparently what this video was supposed to be about. This is why it's a two-parter. We absolutely know a few things about Newt's travels. One of them is that he is traveling through New York City, not to New York City. That distinction actually is important. Two, we know that he is traveling through New York City on his way to Arizona to return the Thunderbird, Frank, to the wilds of Arizona. Three, we know that Dumbledore is the one who showed Newt the Thunderbird, and... You told me where to find that traffic Thunderbird, Dumbledore. You knew that I would take him home. This is classic Dumbledore and how he enacts his plans, because again, Newt is effectively hairy in this situation. He's following a path he doesn't even realize that he's on. In his mind, he is literally returning a bird to Arizona. So the question we have to ask is, if Dumbledore shows Newt the Thunderbird because he knows that he'll have to return the Thunderbird to its home, and in doing so, he'll travel through New York City, why does Dumbledore want Newt in New York City? And is it just a coincidence that Grindelwald happens to be there at the same time? The answer to that is yes. And no, because things are best when they're confusing. I believe that Dumbledore wants Newt in New York City and that Grindelwald is in New York City for exactly the same reason. And that is the reports of a vicious magical attack all over the city. Most of the magical community has absolutely no idea what they're looking at, but these two men, Dumbledore and Grindelwald, very uniquely know what's going on because they've witnessed this exact same thing in action before at the same time. They know that it is the very thing that erupted out of Dumbledore's younger sister, Ariana, that it's an Obscurus. Their interests, on the other hand, are entirely different. Grindelwald literally just tells us exactly why he wants it. Credence is the only entity alive 
who can kill him. Dumbledore, on the other hand, has literally been racked with guilt over the death of his younger sister, something that he personally feels responsible for. And now he is hearing reports of the exact same affliction in the very place he sent his younger brother to live. But again, remember, he's wrong. The babies were swapped. By pure coincidence, the swapped baby is pulling the same stunt. But just listen to this sentence when you operate under the belief that Dumbledore believes the person with the Obscurus is his own younger brother. If Credence has a real brother or sister out there that can take his place, he might yet be saved. Dumbledore is talking about himself. He is the brother who could take his place. The brother that he could love the way that he should have loved Ariana. Did you love her? Not as well as I should have done. He can finally pay the ultimate price for Ariana's death, the thing that he really feels ultimately responsible for. And this is why he specifically needs Newt's help. He is the only person that he knows who is able to successfully deal with an Obscurus. And that's why he's sending him to New York. The Obscurus needs a host to survive. Dumbledore wants Newt to bring Credence back so he can take his place. And he's in for a real treat when he finds out that the babies were swapped. The possible irony here is that if Grindelwald just knew Dumbledore's plan, then it would sort of be a self-fulfilling prophecy. But there you go, guys. That is why we believe Dumbledore sent Newt to New York City, that he does in fact have a brother and what he's trying to accomplish. For my question of the day, what do you guys think? And are you excited for the secrets of Dumbledore? Because I know we're really getting stoked. Let us know in the towel section down below. Guys, as always, thank you so much for watching. Be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you'd like the full playlist of Dumbledore's Big Plan, you can check that out right over here. Or if you would like to see our breakdown of the recent secrets of Dumbledore, trailer. You can do that right over here. Otherwise, until next time, bye.